Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. All right. Uh, This evening, we're going to pick up where we left off on our study of the book of Revelation. And I want to invite you to turn back with me to Revelation chapter 20 in in your Bible. Revelation chapter 20, and we're to the point of chapter uh, 20, verse 11 and 12 and 13. Now, last time that we came upon this section of Scripture, uh, we had a we had a time in which we saw that this was a time of which we get to the great white throne judgment. And we came to the point where we saw uh, this uh, scene with uh, John the Revelator. He says, And I saw a great white throne and him that sat upon it uh, from whose... uh, face the earth and the heavens fled away and there was uh, no place for them and I saw uh, the dead small and great stand before God and the books were opened and another book was opened uh, which is uh, in the, uh, the book of life and the dead were judged out of it. And these things which, uh, 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 which were uh, there in the books according to their works. So uh, this is the time in which uh, John is, is noticing that this is the end of, of the uh, millennial kingdom. This is the time in which uh, God is bringing about judgment upon those who are uh, the ungodly. This, this, now, this is not the time in which uh, those who are uh, followers of Christ are judged. This is not a time of that because uh, this is a time in which the ungodly are judged. The, those who are without Christ are judged. It is a time of just judgment. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 4 says uh, that God is just and right. It says just and right is He, uh, meaning God. And in Job chapter 37 verse 32 through 30, uh, 30, uh, 23, excuse me, Job 37, 23 to 24, it says the, the Almighty, uh, we cannot find Him out. He is exalted in power and He will not uh, do violence to justice. So uh, this is a time in which God is bringing about His judgment, and this is a time in which God is is uh, declaring His just just judgment upon those who are unrighteous. Uh, God is a just God and a just judge. His true His verdicts are true and righteous, and God is uh, bringing about justice that is righteous and just and right because He is holy. 
The Bible tells us that God is holy and that God is uh, the supreme arbiter of those things that mankind does uh, because of His holiness. God's will is the supreme rule of justice and the standard of equity. And so God is bringing about justice to those who are without uh, God and uh, justice is being uh, brought about. This, if you remember... This is the day of the Lord. This is the day in which uh, Israel has been pining for throughout all of history, especially during the time of Jesus Christ. Uh, the Israelites were yearning for that time in which God would bring about justice to those who uh, uh, did things evil towards Israel. It, it, by the time we get to Jesus, you remember that Israel has been taken into captivity several times and they've been uh, carted off to distant lands and they have been uh, they were pining for the promised land during those times in which God was bringing about judgment upon Israel because of their lack of devotion to God and their lack of desire to follow God and their willingness to to worship just about anything under the sun that that happened to be out there <coughs> excuse me and so Israel uh, has racked up quite a list of, of countries, Assyria and Babylon and, and other countries in which uh, they uh, hated and despised Rome being uh, the, the current one during the time of Jesus Christ, where they just saw that those nations as the most evil in the world and, and they saw them as, as oppressors because they were keeping Israelites from ruling themselves and living according to their own desire. Now they, uh, they were delighted to at least be in the promised land, but uh, throughout that period of time and throughout all that time, they yearned for God to come and bring His Messiah, bring His uh, anointed King that would come in and uh, bring them back to the promised land and bring them to a time in which uh, they would bring justice to all these that were doing evil to them in the world. And so uh, the world is crying out for God to be... Uh, 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 Israel is crying out for God to bring justice and judgment while the rest of the world is crying out for God to be unjust. Think about that for a moment. Uh, the world is crying out for God to simply say, you know, well, uh, people are people. They're going to do bad things. And, and uh, uh, we're just, you know, the world says God, uh, to, to, for God to be a truly loving God, He's just going to accept everyone no matter how much evil and no matter how much wrong they've done. And 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 majority of the world, when you talk to them about their uh, relationship to God and their relationship to, to salvation, they usually say, well, you know, I'm not that bad of a person is usually what they say. They'll say something like, you know, I, I, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm not as bad as some, you know, I, um, and and their qualifier is as well. I haven't gone out and murdered somebody. I haven't gone out and robbed a bank. I haven't. I don't steal from the local Walmart, or I don't uh, uh, slap my children around, or or abuse my wife. Uh, so evidently, that means they're good enough for uh, them to go to heaven. And a lot of times, people will uh, will say, you know, well. Uh, if you judge me according to the rest of everybody else, I'm a pretty good person is what they'll usually say uh, when you ask them if they, if they feel like they're going to go to heaven. Well, uh, you know, God will 
you know, I, I'm not that bad of a person. I do okay. I, I give a little bit to charity, and I do a little bit this and a little bit of that. And uh, and for the most part, what they're saying is that they got they do not want God to be just. They do not want God to give us the punishment that we deserve. They do not want God to to look upon us and to give us what we rightly deserve. They want God to look the other way and to leave them alone. The world is saying, God, do not be just, but God is going to be just. This is the one, uh, the final act of God giving sinful man what we deserve what uh, sinful humanity deserves and what they have chosen. And that's the important thing to remember, that these are people who have rejected God. These are people who have said to, uh, have had God impress upon them the need for salvation, for God to impress upon them that they need to turn away from their sinful ways. And they have said what? They've said, no, I don't want that. I, I'm happily uh, doing the things that, uh, that I've always done before. I'm, I'm enjoying my life and I'm enjoying living life my way rather than following what God wants me to do. And so therefore, I'm going to just do whatever God, uh, what I want to do rather than following after God and doing what He wants me to do. So these are people that are being judged that are people who are, uh, have rejected God and have turned away from God. Uh, and the Bible calls the great white throne judgment is the resurrection to everlasting contempt. That's what David, uh, Daniel called. Excuse me, Daniel called it in the book of Daniel. This is the resurrection of damnation, and that's what Jesus called it. This is a time in which uh, uh, those who have uh, rejected God come before Him. And so let's look at the scene once again. This is the first point. Uh, We're looking at four different things. We're going to look first at the scene. And the scene is uh, found in uh, beginning in verse 12. And he says, uh, I saw the dead great and small standing before God, and the books were open. And uh, another book was open, and that was the book of life. And so we, what we have is, uh, for the last time, uh, humanity is standing before God. God, uh, in the form of, of Jesus Christ, is the judge. And we talked about last time uh, where God is sitting on, the thro- uh, on His throne and He is bringing about judgment. But we talked about how many times uh, kings and rulers would have... Uh, uh, not be the only one who would sit upon the throne. And the Bible is, uh, shares with us in the book of Revelation and in other places where uh, this, this scene, and as seen in Daniel as well as here in the book of Revelation, that uh, God uh, the Father and God the Son and Jesus Christ are sitting in judgment. Uh, God the Father and God the Son, Jesus Christ, are sitting on the throne and they're bringing about judgment. And, and Jesus is the righteous judge. He's the one who is uh, who has paid the penalty for sin, uh, sin of mankind and so he is the one who is rightly to sit on the throne as the judge uh, and Jesus talks about uh, this uh, in his earthly ministry while uh, throughout uh, the gospels as well uh, the earth and heaven uh, not only is Jesus and God sitting on the throne uh, and all the world is is uh, all the unsaved are sitting in front of of God and Jesus uh, there at the throne. But another thing that we uh, see in this scene is is that uh, the earth and heaven are gone. 
They are removed. They are eliminated. There's nothing there. The Bible tells us that uh, earth and heaven uh, have passed away in 2 Peter chapter 3. And this is the time that Peter is talking about where uh, earth and heaven have passed away. They are gone and there is nothing for uh, uh, mankind to hide behind. There's nothing for humanity to try and escape. There's no way of, of uh, uh, not being in the presence of God and receiving this judgment. And uh, what I want you to see is, is the reason why there's no earth and heaven. Uh, this is the end of the uh, millennial reign of Jesus Christ and this is the end of time. This is the end of time. And uh, there has to be time in order for there to be a heaven and earth. Uh, what, you, what I'm saying is, is here is, is that uh, science tells us that all of matter is made of particles. And particles, everything that is in existence, this uh, pulpit here, uh, uh, this uh, railing here, it's all made of particles, right? And what are particles? Particles are... are uh, uh, Atoms that are moving back and forth, they're they're oscillating between uh, positions. This uh, feels solid to us, but actually, what it is is it's a grouping of uh, those particles together, and those particles come together in a solid form for us. But they're actually moving uh, from uh, side to side. They're moving in the existence of what they are, and for them to move from one place to another necessitates time. Uh, You can't have something, if I'm standing here now, I can't be standing there at the same time, but now I'm standing over here and I'm not standing over there. What's required is time, time for me to move back and forth, uh, and the moving of particles requires time, and without time, which uh, comes to an end at the end of the millennial kingdom, then all of creation dissolves away. Without time, there's no moving particles. And all the ungodly uh, are drawn out of all of creation, everything that is. So uh, the Bible tells us that uh, the sea gives up all the dead and uh, the earth gives up uh, the graves uh, give up all the dead in Christ, all those who are dead. And so this is a resurrection, not of, of godly people, not of uh, the people of God, but a resurrection of the, of the ungodly. And it says uh, here, and the grave uh, and the sea gave up the dead with, uh, which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to his works. And so uh, it says that not only death and uh, that uh, uh, the seas gave up the dead, but also hell delivered up the dead. Now what we need to understand here is is that this word for hell is the word Hades. Uh, The literal word there, the, uh, the Greek word is Hades which is also known as Sheol. And this is a place of the dead that, uh, that all the people that, that uh, before the, the, the judgment, uh, before the great white throne of judgment, everyone who dies without Christ goes into Hades or Sheol. 
And this is the place in which their soul uh, goes, but not their body. Uh, This is uh, demonstrated, uh, uh, for instance, in the parable that Jesus tells about, uh, about Lazarus and a rich man. Now, this is not Lazarus that was uh, that Jesus raised. This is uh, the other Lazarus in the in the uh, in the, uh, the parable that Jesus told, and he told about uh, both the rich man and Lazarus uh, waking up and finding out that they were had passed away. Uh, Lazarus wakes up and he's in the bosom of Abraham, which is uh, the uh, concept and understanding of heaven. And the rich man uh, woke up and he was in Hades or Sheol. And this is where uh, the unsaved go when they pass away. And Jesus tells about how uh, the rich man pleads with uh, Abraham for him to uh, pleads with God to have him send back uh, uh, someone to tell his relatives about uh, the need to give the, uh, get right with God and to, uh, to keep them from coming. And, uh, and they, uh, God tells them, look, even if someone comes back from the dead, uh, some will not understand and not accept. And they have all the prophets and all the ones who, uh, uh, all the, um, the ones who pre- preached beforehand. And so what we need to, to realize is, is that Hades which is the literal word for hell here, is the place where the souls go. But uh, uh, when, they are res- uh, when they stand before the great white throne here, uh, their bodies are resurrected from the sea, from all the earth, and from everything. And uh, they're uh, reunited with their bodies uh, to stand before the great white throne of judgment. So this is the scene. This is what we have seen, and this is... Uh, uh, what is happening now? The standard, the absolute standard. They will be judged by their deeds, uh, as seen in verse thirteen. The uh, the great and small stand before the great white throne, and every man is judged according to their works. This is the absolute standard. They are, uh, 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 and God calls us to this standard. The standard being that we are to live a life that is. Uh, in accordance to what the way God lives. God, uh, the Bible says uh, uh, we are to be holy for I am holy. God is saying you, you need to be holy because I, this is the standard that you have. It's not down here. You can't be just a good person. You can't just uh, not cheat on your taxes and be a good person. You can't uh, go through life and never murder somebody or rob a bank and be considered good. Uh, uh, You are to live a certain standard. Be perfect. It says in Matthew 5, verse 48. 1 Peter 1, 15 and 16 says, Be holy. Galatians chapter 3 uh, calls... Uh, for all of us to uh, to uh, be holy because of all that is written in the law. Uh, we're to follow all that is written in the law. So uh, we're to live a holy life, a, a, a life without sin. You say, well, that's not possible. We can't do that. Exactly. That's the whole point. We're to understand that we can't live a holy life. We can't live a perfect life. And that's why we need a Savior. That's why we need Jesus Christ in our life. But uh, we see that believers here are not judged here because our sins have been covered 
by the blood of Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 8, verse 17 uh, says that when the unsaved, those who are without Christ, come before uh, this great white throne that nothing is hidden from God. Romans chapter 2, verse 16 says uh, that our thoughts and words are even judged by God. So uh, we have the standard of being perfect. You might say, well, what about those who just simply don't know, that have no understanding of of God and and have never uh, sat in a church and heard a gospel message being given? Uh, Romans chapter 1 and Romans chapter 2 verse 14 and 15 says that uh, no one is without excuse, that everyone uh, is aware of God and and even the stars in heaven and all of nature proclaim uh, God's presence and proclaim uh, God's uh, desire for mankind. John chapter 1 verse 9 says that all of mankind has a knowledge of God. And so uh, we have a decree of judgment that we have uh, uh, brought before us. And we see that uh, throughout Scripture, there are many times in which uh, we see time and again in which mankind is given an understanding of what uh, is expected. Hebrews chapter 10 says that uh, mankind rejects the gospel and rejects the message of God. Romans chapter 2 verse 5 uh, says that mankind has a stubborn heart and rejects. Luke chapter 12 verse 47 is the parable about the slave who is uh, that Jesus gives that shares about how a slave is instructed uh, to uh, take... Uh, the talent and to use it uh, uh, while the master's away and instead he goes and buries it because he says I know how demanding you are and when the master comes back uh, all he has is the same talent to show for it rather than those uh, who uh, use their their talents uh, to bring a gain and so uh, that parable is talking about how uh, we know the expectations of God Uh, and Mark chapter 12, verse 37, uh, 38 talks about uh, bewaring the scribes who walk around in their long robes and their tassels that reach to the ground, acting religious but, uh, and praying in public and not being righteous and not uh, living according to God's desire. We have many examples of warnings of living a certain uh, of living our life according to God's desire and doing what God calls for us to do in our life and so this is the standard that God calls us to he calls us to be perfect to to live our life according to his desire and then we have uh, the book of life it says and uh, and uh, verse 13, it says, uh, not only were they judged according to works, and uh, the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and, and death and hell delivered up uh, the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. Uh, and th- those things that were, the books that were open were an account of all of their works, of all the things that, that we, uh, those who are unsaved, are judged by, they're judged by the fact that uh, that God has an account of everything, every word that mankind says, everything that you say. That's why it's important not to, not only uh, to avoid having a bad 
witness or testimony by uh, saying, you know, off-color jokes and things that are uh, not very nice things to say. But you have to remember that all the things that we say and do is uh, before God and He sees all the things that we do. All the things and that mankind does and all the words that man says, God has an account of. And in, in this passage of Scripture, it says that uh, that we are... Uh, that God opens those books and He judges those who are there. But another book that is opened up, it says, is uh, the book of life. Now, during the time of uh, the time in which John writes this in ancient times, not only were criminals written down and all their crimes written down uh, in a, a log book like we have today, you know, uh, uh, people when you uh, when people do crimes, that that uh, there's a database that has all their crimes in it. Uh, in that in the ancient times, they they too wrote down all the criminals and what they did wrong and all the the bad things that they did. But they also had another book, and that was a book of all the loyal citizens. Now, no criminal was in this book. This book was a book of everyone who was an upstanding and up uh, uh, of loyal citizens to the community. Every person's name that uh, that was someone that did good and right in the community that book had all the people listed in there and uh, this that is a uh, an example of what the book of life is and uh, we're told that uh, the book of life is uh, has within it those who are uh, followers of Christ and if a name is not in the book of life then they will be forever uh, thrown into the lake of fire and they'll forever uh, live out that judgment so the question is, uh, by mankind and the question of the world is is why would a loving God do this why would a loving God uh, treat mankind his creation this way if a loving God who desires for everyone to to uh, to be in a relationship with him has done all these things to uh, for mankind to have that relationship why would he shun people uh, why would he judge people in this way what we need to understand is that God has given mankind throughout all of history uh, opportunities to see His love, opportunities to accept the love of Jesus Christ. And that uh, is what all of the book of Revelation up until this time is, is uh, another opportunity for mankind to see God and His judgment coming, God and His uh, judgment on sin, sin and uh, judgment on humanity. God gives us time and time again those who proclaim the message of Christ, those who share uh, the love of God, those who uh, profess uh, the sacrifice that Jesus Christ gave. And so uh, we have to remember that those who are cast into the lake of fire, those who are judged and are not in the book of life are those who rejected God, those who did... Uh, look, it's not the decision of God that has cast them into hell. It is their decision not to accept relationship with God, not to accept His love, not to accept the gift of salvation. Every person throughout the world that does not have Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior has basically shook their fist in the face of God and said, we don't want God. We don't want to follow His direction. We don't want Him to be the Lord of our life. 
This is the judgment that comes to those who reject God, who reject His love, reject His sacrifice of, of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. And it, it, it emphasizes to us the importance of sharing the love of God with others. All of this points to the need for us to be urgently sharing the love of God, urgently sharing the, the reality of what is coming for mankind. Every moment that we live is one tick closer to the judgment of God. Every moment that we live is one more moment closer that mankind comes to the great white throne judgment. Every moment is a moment that the world loses to give their heart and life to Christ. And we need to be so involved in sharing the love of God. We need to do all that we can to profess God's love to the world so that they'll understand the gift that they have, the free gift of Jesus Christ. And we need to be actively involved in sharing that with others and sharing that with people in our community, sharing it with our family, sharing it with those that we love, sharing it with those that we work with, sharing God's love with those that we come in contact. Every moment, every day, telling the message of Jesus Christ. Every moment of our life is a gift from God to share His love with others. And we need to be actively doing that so that we can bring uh, the world to, to understand Jesus Christ is there for them, that loves them and desires for them to know His love. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we pray that You'd help us to be so involved in sharing the love of Christ and sharing Your message to a lost and dying world. Lord, help us not to grow complacent. Help us not to have apathy. Help us, Lord, instead to have a, 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 a desire, a, a fervor to share your love and to share the message of your salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.